Welcome to my world. I'm Ash, your host of The Highly Sensitive Astrologer. Come and sit with me while we explore the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. Together, we'll explore astrology, herbalism, intuition, and most importantly, becoming empowered as sensitive souls. Hello, it is me, Ash Gravity. I'm here to bring you another episode of the Highly Sensitive Astrologer podcast. And this week, we're going to be talking about how the 12 signs of the zodiac could potentially correspond to some of the common traits of highly sensitive people. And before we get into all of that, I of course just want to preface and say that we have every single one of the 12 signs somewhere in our chart. Each of the 12 signs corresponds to one of the 12 houses in our natal chart. And so when I talk about the signs that correspond to different traits of highly sensitive people, it's important to remember that you have all of these signs in your chart. So the way that you can use this is to take what I talk about here, some of the things that I've observed, traits that I hear highly sensitive people talk about when they have specific energy, when they have specific signs really strong in their chart, that you might see this trait show up really specifically in one area of your life that maybe corresponds to one of the 12 houses. So this isn't to say like all people who are cancers have this specific trait of high sensitivity. It could be that people who identify with being highly sensitive all share this trait, but it's expressed or it comes up or is more noticeable in specific areas of their lives or in specific areas of themselves. This is something that I talk more about in my Containers of Our Lives ebook, which is an e-workbook I wrote on the 12 houses in astrology. I think I've mentioned it here on the podcast before, but you could take what I talk about here and you could learn a little bit more about the 12 houses using that e-workbook and use it to really process and identify areas of your life where some of the traits of high sensitivity might show up more for you than others. I also wanted to mention that there's, I think, a a somewhat common belief in astrology that water signs specifically are highly sensitive. This is something I've talked about before on my Instagram and also in my high sensitivity and astrology webinar that I did earlier this spring, that when we're learning about the 12 signs, we often hear that the three water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces are the quote unquote sensitive signs, that they're the more sensory kind of signs. The reality is that all of the signs can exhibit traits of high sensitivity. Um, Air signs definitely tend to be more highly sensitive, but even earth signs and fire signs can be very sensitive. So it's really about the combination of the whole natal chart that shows how somebody lives with high sensitivity. And what I want you to think about when I go through 
the traits that I see come up the most with different signs is not singling out like, oh, well, that's my sun sign or that's my moon sign or even that's my rising sign, but more what is the total picture? What's the whole picture of my natal chart? And how can I use this information to take a more holistic approach to looking at how I experience life as a highly sensitive person and how I can use my astrology and my natal chart to help me identify ways that these different traits are helpful or something that I maybe need to be aware of in different areas of my life. So I hope that all makes sense. And I'm going to go ahead and dive in. We're going to go through each of the signs and one trait that I see commonly show up for them by their element. All right, let's talk about highly sensitive traits that I see come up with our fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So one of the common traits I see for the sign of Aries when it's in a specific house, when somebody has a planet here, and we're talking about their experience as a highly sensitive person, is having really high expectations of themselves, honestly, and that leading to feeling wrong or overwhelmed. One of the things that highly sensitive people tend to struggle with is self-worth and self-confidence. Aries is a sign that is often thought to be, you know, super confident and very um, sure of themselves and very like kind of focused on themselves. But one of the things I see come up for folks who are highly sensitive is that they are very self-aware and they're very self-aware about how their sensitivity is perceived by other people even. And they also being... I think this is something that is common for cardinal signs in general, having really high expectations of themselves. And so they can allow that to kind of get in their way and go more towards the self-doubt side of things than the self-confidence side of things. So that's one of the things I see come up a lot for Aries. Leo also is a sign, kind of all of the fire signs, I think, have some self-confidence. That's something that we commonly associate with these three different signs. They have a really strong willpower. Now, Leo is one that we often think of as being very bold and not really, you know, caring if people see them out on the stage showing off their talents and their skills and their creativity. But one of the things I see come up for Leo a lot is that they dislike criticism, especially if they feel misunderstood. And this kind of goes back to what I talked about with Aries, highly sensitive people being in a way a minority as compared to the general public having things that are bothersome to them that are um, just things that they notice that they feel that they're more sensitive to that other people aren't, then that can lead to feeling misunderstood, especially the cumulative effects of realizing over a long period of time that you're different from other people. And this can make Leo or the signs specific, specifically when I see it come up in people's charts. And like I said, this could be just that just having Leo on a specific house, um, like having Leo on the third house and maybe fearing criticism and, um, you know, being part of something in your local community or 
being afraid of criticism around your writing or some kind of creative practice or also dynamics around like being um, criticized by your siblings or something like that and how that's had an impact on you and your ability to express yourself as you've gotten older. So when I see the dislike of criticism show up with the sign of Leo, it's often in relationship to a lifetime of feeling misunderstood and having a deep wound around feeling misunderstood that ha and like makes them put a guard up. And then for our final fire sign, Sagittarius, one of the sign, one of the traits that I see come up with this sign is bypassing their own feelings in order to mean optimism for others. One of the things highly sensitive people have often been conditioned to do is to make other people feel more comfortable at the expense of their own comfort. So Sagittarius is a sign that we often hear like that they are kind of like no, like no one's gonna mess with me. Like they have a little bit of a, I'm this, I'm sure of myself. I like know what I think or I'm able to kind of process what I'm thinking in front of people and I don't have any discomfort with that. But one of the things that I see with Sagittarius is sometimes like they maybe know what they feel or they know what they believe, but they don't really want to put themselves in other people's way. They don't want to bring other people down. So even if they're feeling uncomfortable or they're feeling upset about something, they might not let other people know. They might just kind of have this attitude of, well, it's better to keep things light, to keep things positive than to let everybody know that I'm actually struggling with this thing. So that's one of the things that I see come up with Sagittarius. And honestly, that's a Jupiter dynamic in general. Jupiter in the first house for highly sensitive people can work that way often. Um, and then also, this could be a part of a Pisces dynamic too, since Pisces is the other Jupiter world sign. So that's our fire signs. Now for our earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Taurus, being a fixed earth sign, sometimes struggles with change. Now, part of the dynamic that I see for highly sensitive people specifically is that their dislike or even you could go so far as to say distrust of change and changing circumstances is a mode of self-protection trying to guard themselves from harm. When highly sensitive people experience unexpected changes, some of us have a tendency to feel the all of the feelings, feel all of the aspects, all of the little parts of that change, all of the emotions involved in that change with greater intensity, which can be super exhausting. And so sometimes Taurus gets a reputation for you know, not liking to do things differently, but that might be a mode of self-protection that's trying to keep them from having to deal with the end result of lots of change in circumstances and lots of discomfort from that. Virgo, definitely one of the signs that I see come up a lot with highly sensitive people. Virgo loves to be of service to other people. That's part of what their sign is all about. And for highly sensitive people, this kind of goes back into that Sagittarius dynamic. And it's interesting because these are the two mutable signs that we've talked about. But Virgo 
can have a tendency of um, also putting other people before themselves, putting other people's needs before themselves, and convincing themselves that they don't actually need the same level of care and comfort that other people do, even though for highly sensitive people, they might actually need more care and comfort, more alone time. Virgo is also a sign that is the hermit. They want to, they need to have their alone time, but so often they're so focused on taking care of other people and their needs that they're not aware of how much alone time they actually need need in order to be at their highest functioning self. And lastly, Capricorn, similar to Aries, like I said, these are two cardinal signs, lack of self-compassion when not meeting their own or others' expectations. Capricorn generally has very high expectations of themselves, also wants to deliver results and be responsible to other people. And so that coupled with you know, a lifetime of being potentially misunderstood by other people, resulting in some lower self-worth can make them really mean to themselves. And we're talking about the devil archetype here. So negative self-talk is one of the things that Capricorns can so easily fall into. So I see this dynamic come up a lot with Capricorn. And here again, it doesn't, this doesn't mean that you have to have your sun in Capricorn or your moon in Capricorn or be a Capricorn rising to deal with this dynamic. You might have a Capricorn north node and you struggle with this in relationship to meeting your goals in life in terms of like actually pursuing something that you're passionate about not having enough self-compassion with the process and with yourself and the time it takes for you to accomplish something. Moving into our air signs next, like I said, air signs, I see them a lot come up with high sensitivity when I do a workshop, when I collect information on Instagram, whatever it is with my audience, air signs um, as a sun, a moon or a rising sign tend to come up a lot. And Gemini is definitely one that seems to come up you know, maybe even more than the other two. Although I would say Aquarius also is, it's actually the sign that comes up the most when I am talking to and working with highly sensitive people. But Gemini, the common trait that I see coming up with here is having one side of yourself that feels like a sensitive or raw nerve. I can see this coming up with Virgo too. I think with Mercury being the ruler of both of these signs, there is this connection to the nerves, to the nervous system, and having a very sensitive nervous system, which is something that we know about highly sensitive people. So the dynamic that you might see with Gemini is that they have one aspect of themselves that's like, you know, I hate to stereotype, but maybe a little bit more bubbly, a little bit more outgoing, a little bit more even like Sagittarius, like optimistic. And then there's another side of them that is very, very sensitive and very easily wounded, I would say even, and or very sensitive to other people's pain. And they might not necessarily share that side of themselves with other people. So 
that um, duality of Gemini, this is one of the things that I can I do see come up with them sometimes. Although I will say that sensitive Gemini people, they tend to be very good with creating from their sensitivity. They tend to be good at, you know, writing or making art or something like that with their experience. And so that can be a really great way for them to process the sensory stimulation that they have. Libra, here again, in tune with other people's needs, of course, that's what it is for Libra. They are very focused on other people often. And so they do have a tendency sometimes to put other people before themselves. And being an air sign, they might be very sensitive also to what other people need, and in tune with what their expectations are even this is a cardinal sign. And so this is where I think about how each of the signs builds off of the sign that came before it. So the sign that precedes Libra is Virgo. And we've already talked about that Virgo is very driven to serve and be of service to other people. So Libra takes that quality and that desire to be of service to other people, but then it adds on that cardinal mode kind of obsession with other people's expectations. And Libra wants to meet other people's expectations because what happens when they don't meet other people's expectations, usually there's some kind of fallout, there's some kind of upset, there's a lack of harmony in a situation. And Libra rather than have to face that or deal with that and deal with the sensory overload that's going to come with that, they might have a tendency to put other people before themselves. Okay, and then finally, Aquarius, like I said, this is the top sign that I see come up with highly sensitive people. Um, it might not necessarily be the sun, moon or rising sign, but there's some element of Aquarius that usually comes out in the charts of highly sensitive people. And here I see folks tending towards hiding or deflecting intense emotions by leaning into logic and also dynamics around feeling out of place, feeling misunderstood. It's like Aquarius is all the experience is all about that. Not feeling like other people understand as something that Aquarius tends to really have be a part of themselves. And so one of the ways that you might see the sign Aquarius deal with feeling out of place or deal with feeling misunderstood is by emotionally detaching, at least from the way that other people see it. They can be almost... I don't want to say emotionless because they're definitely not, but that could be at times other people's perception of Aquarius is that they go into what I affectionately call lawyer mode where they are defending or deflecting or just trying to communicate from a place of logic and not bring all of the amazing qualities of their sensitivity into the conversation. Um, so Often there is a lot going on below the surface with Aquarius that not everyone else is in on, which is also something that I see with fixed signs in general, like Taurus and Scorpio and even Leo. And finally, going into our water signs, Cancer is our cardinal water sign. And here we can see getting caught or overwhelmed by an emotion 
sometimes this can feel like a huge wave that comes over you and you're just totally caught up in all of the sensory overload and you feel totally unable to release it. So having tools, techniques, like I talked about on the last episode of this podcast. I am a double cancer. And so I shared some of the techniques that have worked really well for me as somebody who does get caught on those huge sensory overload waves. Um, And there's going to be different things that work for you. There's going to be different stuff that works better for you than what works for me. But this is something that I see come up so often with cancer of just really attaching to an emotion and not knowing how to let go of it or you're getting so overcome by sensory overload or sensory overwhelm that they don't know how to process and work through it. For Scorpio... One of the traits that I see come up here is emotional eruption. So feeling like the way you feel is wrong, feeling like your sensitivity is a flaw, and then holding it and holding it and holding it in until you hit a moment where you kind of can't take it anymore and you just have to release. One of the things that we don't necessarily always talk about with highly sensitive people, but highly sensitive people, they can feel everything more intensely, which includes anger. Uh, Scorpio is a Mars ruled sign. And with Mars, we do see that like hot steaming with Scorpio because it's water anger. And Scorpio is a sign that can be a little bit more able to at different points in time, release that valve when they need to. Now, of course, we like to see us processing and working through and releasing our emotions on an ongoing basis so that we don't hit that point of total overload. I just have to let everything out all at once. And so having some kind of tools and techniques to allow us to do that on an ongoing basis is super healthy for this highly sensitive trait and for that Scorpio dynamic. And then our last sign is Pisces. Here, similar to Virgo, they're opposite signs in the zodiac, so they tend to have similar qualities. Pisces can tend towards sacrificing themselves to the point that they lose touch with what they even want and need. They can be very focused also on other people. They can be very focused on keeping things positive and optimistic outwardly and giving to others and then not knowing for sure, not being clear. There's a lack of clarity sometimes that can come with us around what it is that they actually want and need. And one of the ways that Pisces tends to be able to get back in touch with what it is that they want and need is to have some kind of creative practice where they can process their emotions and they can process what needs to come out of them. So I hope that this is helpful to you to hear a little bit about some of the things I see come up with the 12 signs in terms of highly sensitive people, the clients that I work with, many of which are highly sensitive people. It's a huge passion of mine specifically to work with other highly sensitive people like myself, using astrology as a tool for self-understanding and self-knowledge. If that's something that you're interested in, if you're new here and you've never listened to my work before, I've got lots of free resources on this podcast and also over on my website at ashgravity.com, including a webinar about high sensitivity in astrology. 
So if that's interesting to you, go ahead and head over to my website to check it out. And otherwise, I will catch you all next time. And we're going to do a little bit of diving into the asteroids and how those relate to highly sensitive people and creative people and even queer people. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of my world and I so value you coming on this journey with me and exploring the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. I hope that you will come along next time and check out the upcoming episodes for more details on everything I talk about in this podcast, everything I mention about my work as an astrologer and an herbalist. You can find out more information at ashgravity.com. And I also invite you to come and follow me on Instagram where we go deeper and to our connections uh, as sensitive souls at Ash Gravity.